Well, it's best yes. song ever. Yes. Not a podcast better. Yes. The tunes are cool yes. and the jokes are clever. Yes. It's a worthwhile endeavor. Yes. 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 Welcome to what we're calling a nerd extravaganza, big best energy, something like that. The title's a work in progress. Yeah. I'm your host, Jerry Schmansky, host of the Big Dad Energy podcast. With me, as always, my co-dad in crime, Joe Lopez. Joe, how are you? I'm lovely. Thank you for having me. I'm going to cut your intro short, but I do want to know, what are you drinking tonight? Sugar Daddy. Meckley's, which is a cider mill in my general area, about an hour away. It's hmm. a uh, cotton candy cider. You know what they say, you are what you drink, so keep drinking those. <laughs> and now I'll transition into the other half of this nerd extravaganza. The best song ever podcast, boys. First up, right below me, Kevin Connor. Kevin, how are you tonight? Good. Hello. I'm great, and I'm prepared I am drinking a Dark Horse Rain in Blood Orange Pale Ale. Ooh. Yeah. That's it's, nice. It's brewed with blood oranges, which is delightful. I thought you were going to stop at blood, and that was going to be even cooler, but blood oranges are cool, too. And then your lovely other half, Luke LeBen. Luke, how are you? What are you drinking tonight? Oh, I am mad because I just went through the multiverse of madness. <gasps> drinking good old H2O. Water, baby. Love it. Ooh. Love it. And I need some. And hydrated. Jared, what do you got? I'm drinking my last Oberon in the fridge with a little Lions decal on my pint glass because it's yeah. been an optimistic offseason for the Lions, so I'm imagining this is Kool-Aid. If you speak any more about football, Luke and Joe will leave. <laughs> I know. It. Yeah. We brought them into a nerd extravaganza just to trick them into talking about the Lions the entire time. <laughs> if, if you keep talking about football, I just dissolve like the picture in Back to the Future. Well, here's the I thing. Just slowly disappear. <laughs> in the infinite multiverse, there is a version of this podcast where Kevin and I are the people who hate football and Joe and Luke oh. are the ones that wow. love it and know everything about it. There's also a multiverse where the lines are good. That's true. That could be this multiverse, Kevin. Don't rule it out. Don't rule it out. (laughs) There's also a multiverse where we're all lions. We're not humans. Great point. We're lion people. It's a great point. That is true. (laughs) Um. So, Jared, why are we here? You talked that we're here for a nerd extravaganza. Explain to the people what we're about to do, and then let's get the hell into it. Joe, I'm so glad you said that because we've talked so long on our podcast about wanting to bring in and talk more about nerd stuff. Um, actually, last week before our episode, we talked for half an hour about nerd stuff before we even hit record. So we had a whole podcast done <laughs> before we even hit record on our podcast. And mm-hmm. best song ever, boys. You guys do nerd stuff all the time. Batman was most recent. You guys put out nerd yeah. content constantly. And we're like, you know what? Let's put, let's put these four nerdy brains together. Let's talk about some nerd stuff. 
And let's, a lot of M's too. Moon Knight Multiverse so Madness. Let's mash our Mark together with your Steven. Whoa. I love wow. it. I love it. That's a great segue, Beautiful. Kevin. Interesting they you made us the thoughts. British ones. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll start this. Um, I, you guys were all watching Moon Knight week to week. Uh, yes, in, yes. in our group yeah. chat, you were, dis- you were discussing it. Very non-spoilery. Thank you for that. Because I, I could not get into it. I watched the first two kind of back to back as like a, a double feature. And then it took me literally until the last week was coming out to catch back up. And I think I've realized why that is. Um, it's because, and I'll, I'll abbreviate this. We start with um, Stephen, this delightful British mm-hmm. chap who works at a museum and whose accent is terrible. Let's just lay that out right off the front. Like, Hey, I, I think everyone's being a little unfair. I think the I, accent is I fine. Is it do. supposed to be bad though? I think he isn't British. I think at the end, it, yeah. so I watched an episode and I'm sure we'll get to it, but that episode where it comes up that he's not actually British. I was like, Oh, okay. That makes sense. Cause that <laughs> accent is it. bad. Right. <laughs> so anyway, we go through this like life and I think one of the issues I'm having with Marvel TV shows um, and movies lately is that they pretend like the premise of the show is a reveal. Like the first episode ends with like Steven becoming the moon Knight, and like, mm-hmm. yeah, no shit. That's why we're here guys. Like, yeah. I don't know. He was already the moon Knight, Kevin. See, you're, you don't him, even know no, what the him, fuck you're him talking about. Turning into him, <laughs> him adorning, donning the moon Knight. Armor. No, no, you're okay. all, Mark was already the moon Knight. I was going to say, you're Steven all wrong. Was not Steven the moon wasn't. Knight. He switched. Is Mark? Oh, and I know. Mark what I'm over. saying is, in the in the framework of the show, at the end of the first episode, he is wearing the Moon Knight armor. From our perspective, right. that's the first time he's done it, right? I'm speaking no, as a in as the a, framework of the show. From he's our worn perspective, many, right, right. You would from never Steven's perspective. Yes, who's our perspective character? That's the person we're supposed to be with. All right, hold on. Kind of. Everyone, take a deep breath. We're just I'm talking sorry. about TV. I'm, I'm just on the channel already. I'm I the love t- this show, so I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, no, and Luke, you're gonna come back and prove hard out of comedy, you know. <laughs> um, but anyway, we're with Steven, and then it's this reveal that, like, oh, Moon Knight, and we're like, yeah, I know. Um, and there's this kind of mystery to it that's essentially solved by like episode two, right? Like, oh, you've got multiple personalities, and mm-hmm. one of them's the fucking Moon Knight. And, cool, into it. Took a little while to get going, and my biggest issue, and this is why I really struggled to engage with the show was in the third episode they go to egypt and at that point like in the storytelling structure you've entered the second act right like that is where the the show is taking place and at that point in any good story the protagonist should have already declined the journey and then be forced to go on it regardless like there is a point of no turning back and that whole third episode Steven is like trying to go back, right? Like he's he's trying to he like gets in the cab, like runs mm-hmm. away from those thugs that Mark was beating up. Yeah. And I just like I could not get into the show until Steven started getting into it. Like he he's got that little um tattered map and he's like moving it around mm-hmm. in the desert. And finally I was like, "Okay, cool. I'm into this because Steven's gotten into this." That was my biggest issue with it. My smallest issue was why didn't Harrow get a cool costume too? When Amat became when he became Amat's avatar, yeah, that's, that's a small critique. It's a great question. critique is storytelling. And by the end, I enjoyed it. I don't um, love the giant stakes of it. That like I, I like this more in Doctor Strange. We'll get to that. That was a much sure. more personal 
um stake to the to the story yeah but luke tell me why i'm wrong and well, then everyone else chimes yeah and i curious joe or jared do you have any big criticisms before i give the case for why moon knight is my personal favorite um uh, the only criticism i have is it was it crammed so much into six mm-hmm. episodes right Short. like they really crammed it See, in there and that's what i feel like it did it crammed the least in because everything else tries to connect wandavision had pietro right. and peters and like then you got Monica, where I feel like that my I liked this one the most because it was so focused and didn't. And apparently yeah. they cut uh cut some cameos, so it's yeah. like there's yeah. a version where they shoved in. But yeah. um, I will say, yeah, for to go off like the storytelling aspect, I think it's very interesting, Kevin. That you brought up that you felt like this was high stakes. I thought this was the opposite, and so that whole first episode when you're yeah. like when you, you i knew it was moon knight going into it i knew that eventually he was going to become moon knight so it wasn't really revealed to me as much as a, oh that's what moon knight like does right oh he stabs people with half moon gold things got it that's interesting right and i like it this did not it was so isolated it didn't impact the multiverse it doesn't impact every movie it's not like steve rogers taking the infinity stone into the ice that's going to set up the entire mcu you know story arc it's this was hey it's a british dude in a museum that gets in a fight with a jackal and we we already thought he might be a little insane so like the jackal could be made up in his mind and like we don't really know right and that was the storyline i was progressing i agree that that third episode's messy and i didn't love it but everything but and of course, one sixth of the that means it's one sixth of the show is messy. Um, but everything else I thought was was pretty like isolated. Um, right. it's pretty unique too because it is kind of high stakes, like world ending, but also, and there's the whole you know, I get all my knowledge from New Rockstars, the YouTube channel. I'm not a huge comic reader, I just like the movies and shows, so it's like I owe all my knowledge to them, but they had a whole debate of like what did the people of Cairo see? Did they see those giant gods? Cause it seems mm-hmm. like they didn't see the giant gods. So they're only right. seeing like, so it is kind of big stakes and small stakes. Cause only certain people can see it. Well, and at this but, point um, in the MCU, everyone should be like on their toes. That shit's going to go down at any moment. Right. Okay. Right. I, let me, um, let me jump to multiverse case. Let on. me jump to multiverse was, of madness for a second. That? Only because I, it like, in that movie, the fucking squid thing is like climbing a building at, and some dude on the balcony goes, oh, look, like it's a normal day. Mm-hmm. So I think the people of the MCU are used to this shit. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of it. But um, let me give my three pronged presentation for the case for Moon Knight. And it'll, I'll keep it short. Uh, but I have it broken down in three things. DID, religion and MCU. <laughs> the three reasons I love it. Uh, so yeah. like DID, obviously, Joe, I know you're a huge Oscar Isaac fan. Um, yeah, love him. And like, given the Emmy, he was incredible. I'm going to I'm going to take that first point. And like, as someone that struggles with mental health, that was like a religious experience for me watching that episode where they talk Ooh. through DID and the things oh. that like, for me watching oh, that was almost like a case study in like, I just... The th- like learning a, an actual good depiction of it yes. not like identity which i was just watching where it's like 
everybody's hanging out in his mind together. I mean, you know, it's in, like, every time that somebody's tried to tackle this before, like psych had an episode where they were trying to solve a break in and the guy's like, no, I've never heard of that before. It was multiple personalities. The guy was also the, the, the person that broke mm. into things, right? Like that's right. how I've seen that de- depicted before. This was a legitimate, like there's a triggering event that causes fractures in the mind that lead to, yeah. you know, things like this happening. That to me, all I mean, Drama. I think that gives yeah. it a really big step up because of the way they depicted that. And let me right. say that, like the high stakes of the Amet Kanji storyline, I didn't care for. Everything with Steven and Mark, everything Oscar Isaac did, episode <laughs> five as a whole, yeah, loved it perfectly. Well, done. Kevin, you're talking about point two, and that's religion, baby. You know, I was raised <laughs> religious, former Christian, current godless heathen. And um, <laughs> and I love I love Ethan Hawke so much too. So like I loved Arthur Harrow, and he based his uh, performance on David Koresh. And yeah, this was the only show I've like rewatched, and I just loved his monologues. And I feel like he drops little hints of like his backstory, but they don't fully reveal. Which I liked that they didn't tell every little piece of it. Um, but I just loved his when Amit comes. Oh, we put a spoiler warning right we're spoiling everything so when uh, we, yeah you, we've already done it when Amit comes out of the grave and he says like i had hoped my penance would be enough him walking with the glass and his shoes that we saw in the first and he's like but now i see that's never like he's just so earnest in his belief and like has so bought into his own shit you know right and so that made him a really compelling villain to me because i'm like he's almost pure of heart in what he believes he really believes it's right but he's willing to sacrifice like a bunch of lives. Well, to and it. straight up Old Testament God there too. Like, hey, I right. know that you that you are not a perfect person, but I'm going to use you anyway because that's beneficial to me, right? Like, that's that's straight out of any you know mythology out yeah. there. Zeus, you know, the Norse mythology, anything like that. You, they all do the same thing like that. They take imperfect humans yeah. and they use them to their own will. And mm-hmm. before you jump into your third point, you mentioned Ethan Hawke. You don't get Ethan Hawke and Oscar Isaac without making sure this is going to kick the most ass. Right, right. Like, yeah. like you are putting Too heavy money hitters. behind this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it needs to work. If this didn't work, like it would have been terrible. Um, yeah. But I think um, because you had both of them, it was, I think that th- the two of them helped push this show higher i think if you had other actors in those roles it wouldn't have been as yeah in lesser hands it maybe would have fallen short yeah i Um, mean you have a million examples of that right like green arrow flash all those cw (laughs) shows that are out there that they get no-name actors to play and then like nobody watches them because they're all low stakes with not you know actors to blow you away right um my final point is the mcu edition my favorite addition was the Scarlet Scarab, Layla, yeah, kicking ass in that new costume, and I loved that whole like transformation scene. And uh, Mohammed Diab, the guy who uh, directed the show, posted about like his daughter and how she always wanted to straighten her hair because she didn't see herself represented, and yeah. like so it was like important for him to have Layla in there, and like that scene where they're like, "Are you an Egyptian superhero?" So I want her to just be like Cairo's friendly yeah. uh, neighborhood bug themed superhero, like Strange Absolutely. talks about. 
Like Jared and I once once talked about this after Loki, where I said I think the new the the path they were taking was Young Avengers. You have literally yeah. every legacy character there to make a Young Avengers, um, but I think the new path is inclusion, which is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, we are getting an Egyptian based hero with Scarlet Scarab, directed by Egyptian directors with right. music by Egyptian musicians, like. That's cool as hell. Yeah. And then you're getting Kamala Khan later, directed by I think oh. Pakistani directors with Pakistani showrunners and Pakistani musicians. Like, that's cool as hell too. Yeah. Like, and then America Chavez in Multiverse of Madness. We're finally getting these mm-hmm. amazing inclusive yeah. heroes that it's taken you know twelve years for us to get here in Marvel's world, fourteen yeah. years, but we finally are here, and it's finally like okay, we're doing this thing. Let's let's. Let's run with it. Let's go. Let's do it good. And they're way more interesting than like Iron Man and Captain America. No offense. White dudes throwing money at each other. <laughs> well, yeah. speaking of uh, white dudes full of hubris, should we get into Doctor Strange? Yeah. I think so. <laughs> For that, real quick, Oscar Isaac is the greatest thing ever. I'm just going to say that. Yeah. He's beautiful yeah. and he's mm. amazing. And We're, not Knight, worthy. We're not worthy. Moon Knight's costume. Fantastic. Fantastic. Oh, oh, beautiful. Both of them. Mr. Knight, too. Mr. Knight, I, I can't wait to see what Jake Lockley's oh. costume looks like. They made it's him as they made him Hispanic in the show. The, yeah. The, that yeah. Was a Which is nice uh, like switch because of Oscar Isaac's heritage, too, probably right. like. Well, yeah. and and to get to Jake Lockley, I was texting you guys. I was watching it like very much behind you, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Like, Conch, you said he would release the two of them, but there's like definitely a third, right? Oh, and then like guys. that was revealed in the the post credit scene. I was like, oh, "Okay, yeah," but like, I wish that, it wasn't. I can't a even get scene, into but... my Jake Lockley theories here. I've got a lot of them, but I, I he he dropped some hints of Jake Lockley earlier, so I'm very excited to see. Oh when yes, they absolutely. Oh, yeah. I, I can't strange. Can't wait for the next episode of Moon Knight or the next season of Moon Knight. <laughs> yes. So leading up to that, Moon Knight has absolutely nothing to do with the Multiverse of Madness, uh, which is a little yeah. bit different. I thought yeah. that they had used some of these, but another show, Disney Plus show that they used to set it up was WandaVision. So yeah. they used WandaVision to set up this next, I don't know, <laughs> I, I struggle to call it the next phase in the MCU because I guess it is, and I, we'll talk about the post credit scene after because that really does set it up for the for the next step but like we come in and dr strange is facing his hubris um his christine is marrying somebody else i'm do you guys know did she get dusted i'm assuming not if it's been five years and now she's marrying somebody else yeah Yeah, i don't know if they've mentioned it so anyway i I guess in the end it's immaterial uh his love christine is getting married to somebody else he's acting all cocky like he always does and is totally fine and suddenly, but is he happy? That's a great question. I so also, that's a great place. <laughs> losing his cats broke my heart. That's a great place to start this conversation. Wait, before we start it, I do have a question for you, Luke. The the cats, dude. Why yeah. did he get such premium billing in the credits? Did you that's see Michael, Stuhl- Michael Stolberg? He's a, he's a oh he's in a million things. I was just watching. Uh, the staircase show on HBO. Mm-hmm. He's just some great character yeah. actor. Oh, he's he's yeah. a TV he's a TV guy. He's not a movie gotcha. guy. He's I a TV saw guy. him in the like a picture in the credits, and I was like, yeah. "What did I miss on this guy?" His age, his agent oh, is what? amazing. He's in like he got uh, every he got, crime like, drama. Right? An, like an animator yeah. spent weeks on that frame. Yeah, in those no, credits, like good for yeah. him. 
He's good. He's the dad in Call Me By Your Name, which is yeah, he's yeah. very, very amazing. He's okay. amazing he was, um, in that movie. But... In Your Honor, the Brian Cranston show, he's like a mobster. Yeah. So good. Uh, Love him. Um, I'm just I'm just uncultured. All right, well, proceed. And, and I just laughed so hard because he was the doctor that Doctor Strange like yeah. butted heads against in the first movie, and then they yeah. brought him in. He's wearing all beige, and he has like <laughs> dirty blonde hair, and then talks about losing his cats. It's like oof. Yeah, rough. Yeah. Felt familiar. Yes. Uh, I don't know if that had the effect that the showrunners wanted it. Like, I think they wanted us to feel bad that like he got dusted and things happened, and like now his life is sad. But like, I it also was just very funny to me that that's how. Oh, they showed I him think up. they did. I think I they think just threw him in there really to have him. Well, no, I think they were also setting up that question of like, is there any other way you could have done it? Strange. I think that's like the main yeah. purpose he served be and sort of setting up the Illuminati. Yeah. Like the other strange Illuminati thing too. So that's going to bring me to my first point that I want to talk about. How did you feel this movie did at getting the point across that it was trying to get across, which was like, I guess it, <laughs> it, and maybe that leads into, do you think it had one point that it was trying to get across? Cause this felt to me, really disorganized as a movie, right? You start with Doctor Strange trying to figure out if he did the right thing, right? And then it's, oh, but also his hubris, he has to forgive himself with Christine. And then also it's Wanda wanting to get her kids back, but like suddenly she's a really bad guy, not just like, a, oh, I want to go get my stuff back, but like now well, she's a... And you got America's story in there too. Toss that in, arc. you know? <laughs> so I, I guess I didn't expect... Yeah such a direct sequel to Endgame, Infinity War Endgame, like this many years after, even though like, yeah. obviously the event, I mean, did even the events of Spider-Man affect this movie? Like, I think no. we all thought it, they would. Yeah, no, not really in any didn't. meaningful way we saw. No. Yeah. So I, I guess it's just like, it was you like this Doctor Strange at the end of this movie wouldn't have done the spell in Spider-Man. So I understand why you couldn't have done them in reverse order, but right. well, and it, it might be a result of like pandemic delays, uh, yeah, two different true. directors. True. We've yeah, had an entire Spider-Man trilogy right. since the first Doctor Strange. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And multiple writers too. Cause I don't think Michael Waldron wrote the original one, but no, he's the uh, Loki guy. Yeah. Yeah. He, Michael Waldron's kind of their now architect of the multiverse um and he did loki he was the writer and showrunner yeah. of loki um so they brought him in to do this which is why i think wanda feels so different than in wandavision it's a completely uh, different writer where yeah, wandavision yeah. wanda feels very um like you feel very sympathetic towards her like you don't know what's there going was, on what there was doing. no question that she was in wandavision there was no question that she just was a dedicated mom. That was her. Same actress and everything. I know. Crazy. <laughs> that she was like a dedicated mom that just wanted to get her kids, right? And they yeah. wanted to bring that feeling into this. I don't know. Maybe it's the dad in me, but I felt like they just made her evil and used the kid thing as like her her well, like backstory, I, right? Like I guess so the big takeaway is dark magic bad. Because <laughs> that's yeah. really the, yeah. the thing that drove everybody sinister strange uh and her like that's sort of like the toll is like don't mess with dark magic but then strange does it too so i don't know to tell you the truth i don't think that we've ever been given a clear idea of who wanda is as a person because that character 
has been under so many directors and like started under Joss Whedon, who I it? don't like as a writer on these films. I think the the first two Avengers don't hold up very well. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially and not the Captain America suits in either one of those. Both Captain America suits in those are <laughs> just, bad. Like it's just they're not. Joss Whedon sucks. I don't have to get yeah, into it, but yeah. anyway, yeah. Um, I just don't think that we've had a very clear vision of Wanda. Hey, um, <laughs> until the TV show, and like that felt like a win at the it end. It was really yeah. good. It was a really well, good version of her. The show was really good. You understood, yeah. Like, and I guess that's another critique because, like, I hated that WandaVision ended in like a CGI witch fight. Like, yeah, yeah. Yep. It, that, so like it ends as a win and then like we we get this tease that she's doing magics and you hear her sons talking. And then yeah, it is such a big switch where like I loved the thing the reveal where she says America and then like Dr. Oh, that was, that so was great. Yes. Like, that was great. Huh, Cuz I, I thought it was a continuity error. Right. Uh, so that was really good. And but looked at my You knees. thought that Marvel had let a continuity error get to the theater, Kevin? I, I they hadn't I had I, I thought, huh, that was weird. They have yeah, they have let I love that. a camera into almost every episode of every TV show that they've put out yet. Like people on the internet find the camera every single episode. So if <laughs> there was a small continuity error, it would not surprise me. Um <laughs> possible. I, I talked with Kayla after the movie. She didn't go see it with me. I saw it with my niece Bailey. I explained the plot to Kayla and she understood it. She said, yeah, if my yeah. kids are taken from me, I'm sure. stopped. I'm doing nothing. Like I am doing anything I can to get those kids back. Katie's a huge and, Wanda stan. And this only emboldened that it did not detract from it one bit. Katie also would do dark <laughs> magic and kill a million people. So, right. You know, just take with that as you, uh, what you will. And so I, maybe I it had the like, opposite effect. It encouraged right. them to want to do more dark magic. So I don't know. Right. And I don't know how long we want to sit with Wanda, but um, I actually yeah, I want to circle I, back to the plot. Like in general, how do you feel the plot of the movie went? Because I think what I got to is that it felt very scattered and a bunch of little storylines wrapping up. Not like the movie had one like big thing that it was trying to accomplish. Yeah, it felt like a a mid season episode of Game of Thrones at times. Yes. Yes, 100%. Like, so many storylines, so many little things. Like, you have... Which that had continuity errors. Yeah. Well, coffee cup. When it, when it cut to Wanda and Wong in, like, this, the mountain, I was like, this is a weird sidebar. Yeah. I recognize <laughs> that we, like, our a former hero is now the antagonist of the movie, so, like, we, we kind of have had our perspective before. But that was weird. Mm-hmm. Was Why don't we talk? Why don't we talk about what we liked about the plot? Because I I liked the sort of just jumping through to different dimensions. Um, yeah. like and I like I feel like I did want the dimensions to be scarier, mm-hmm. but I kind of liked the sort of like we're onto this now. Now we're onto this, you know? Because it just and I liked that we got right into it. It just had good momentum and like you know I don't need this to be fucking Citizen Kane uh it's which is not that good <laughs> yeah it really isn't no but i'm like i'm i'm sort of like i i sometimes people you know and i get that they've written a whole universe so you like you you set rules and you can't mm-hmm. break them yeah. but 
sometimes I'm sort of like, I don't need them to be that much more. We could, they could have just started it. And Wanda's like, Hey, I'm after Marishka Chavez for her powers. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I think I've been the most critical throughout this, this episode. So let me, let me change my tone. Oh, it's okay. Um, the Illuminati universe ruled. Yes. Every cameo was amazing. Yes. Done John well. Kuzinski's Reed Richards was amazing. The fucking yeah. 90s X-Men theme mm-hmm. with Professor X wheels in, in that hot rod yellow wheelchair. Uh they brought back the inhumans. The that's the only Marvel thing yeah. I've ever watched. I mean, yeah, I didn't they, know what that was. They did let's, let's, so much cool shit. Joe, go. I was gonna say, let's talk about the Illuminati in a second. I want to yeah, focus yeah, on yeah. plot because plot. I have a lot of thoughts on the Illuminati. Um my so in I, your points, Kevin, on the Illuminati, I literally the entire time I was like, "Oh my god!" Like just drooling at it. And I think what I'm if, gonna what take if fans the. We're eating. That's a great <laughs> point. I think I'm gonna take the seat of naysayer on on this one because I this movie was like a six out of ten for me. I'm also not a horror. We'll talk about the like the horror elements and what that does like oh. from a movie standpoint. I didn't appreciate a single one of those because I don't like that style. I don't like those movies. I don't <laughs> like anything about that. Uh, but I also, my main issue with the plot is I, like, Kevin, you said it perfectly. It was a mid-season Game of Thrones episode. This, like, <laughs> it was like they were grabbing all the strands and maybe they wanted you to feel that way because, you know, multiverse, blah, 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 blah. If you really want to go film critique on it. Um, but, like, I just felt so scatterbrained the whole time. There's so many little storylines. You have America Chavez losing her moms to the multiverse. She, she can't control her powers. You have Dr. Strange growing and forgiving himself with Christine and deciding that he's happy. You have, you know, one of it, all that stuff. It just felt, I don't know, scatterbrained. So I don't know, Joe, you, you talk, talk me off a ledge here. Um, so I enjoyed the movie a lot. I texted you all afterwards and Kevin said, would you get it, give it out of 10 or something or out of 12? No, I said, did you give something. it a four or a five? Cause those, yeah, I know yeah, those yeah. are your only two ratings. You have two yeah. numbers, four or five. That's it. Yeah. And yep. I gave it a four because it, it definitely wasn't the top of my list. It wasn't the bottom of my list, but it was damn fun to go watch. Um, yeah. agreed. I, I think it, it tried so hard to make the multiverse important, right? Mm. Like Spider-Man No Way Home made the multiverse more important in this movie because of the fan service, which I like Marvel doesn't need a multiverse. It doesn't, but no. we have it now because of Loki. Loki to the multiverse open and Kevin Feige has said that whatever anything that happened in Loki, like, this is all because of what happened in Loki. Mm-hmm. And it's shame because originally kevin feige said you don't need to watch the disney plus shows to continue to watch the movies it's at the point now where you do like you yeah. need to watch loki you need to watch wandavision to see this movie there's no um, way you walked in this movie not seeing wandavision and understand yeah. understood a single damn thing about what was going on with her storyline <laughs> right but the the Honestly, what it came down to was they needed a Doctor Strange movie probably before Benedict Cumberbatch left. Yeah. 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 This was supposed <laughs> and, to come out probably years ago. Yeah, like, but Scott Derrickson, who wrote and, direct, or wrote and directed the first one, was yeah. supposed to write and direct this one. It was supposed to be Marvel's first horror movie, and they still call this Marvel's first horror movie with tiny elements of horror. It's yeah. horror in quotations. Barely. Um, 
think they wrote this very much so to go towards Marvel's bigger story um, instead of letting it be its own standalone, which it can still be its own standalone because I don't think the multiverse in this tense has a lot of implication on the bigger Marvel universe. Like, yeah. If Wanda 838 killed every single person in that universe, would you care? She already no, killed all their all that. their superheroes, and I don't care. That's the problem. Right. The the only multiversal characters we've cared about have been Toby and Andrew Garfield. Exactly. Um, I want to chime in about because you're talking about Scott Derrickson, and like when I first heard this, and obviously like the vision of it in my head is never anything that Marvel would put on screen because they're owned by Disney. But yeah. what I pictured like, Oh, this is the director of sinister making Marvel's yeah. first horror movie with Dr. Strange. Like I pictured him like not knowing when he's in another multiverse or he goes to multi and you like, you know, that scene in the first Dr. Strange where mm-hmm. he goes through like the dark, like the creepy shit like that. Like he's losing control of what his reality is. And maybe they were like, we got that with Moon Knight. We don't need that. But I thought it could have been like the dimensions could have been scarier. We really just got that them, would like, have made that this one movie busting through. That would have made this movie feel so much higher stakes than what it actually felt. And Joe, you hit the nail yeah. on the head because. This I was not nervous a single time in this movie that something was going to change or happen or that like it never I never felt in da- even when Wanda was absolutely wrecking those superheroes I was like I, at the end of the day like I this doesn't feel high stakes right if he literally like you get to a point where Wanda's trying to do what she's doing and Doctor Strange isn't strong enough mentally to fix it then I feel invested that like, oh, wow, something might happen or or like and and I even there was a lot of articles online. Like, should this have been rated R so they could do stuff like that where they could really it was like pretty violent? And yeah, it, it was violent. It like and they could have even done more. Right. They could have done right. more horror stuff. Uh, also. S- Sam Raimi's version of horror, like uh, Evil it's Dead can't stuff. Be. It's it bad. Absolutely campy. It is, is listen, the, dude. My favorite part is that scary part with Wanda coming out of the yeah. Sure, oh, yeah. That, that freaks me out. The best. Yeah. The nothing screened Sam Raimi more than a Bruce Campbell appearing and oh, well, b because yeah. the movie oh, ended great. with Doctor Strange screaming in the street as a third eye open. <laughs> I mean, right. that, I I I always love when directors, especially on Marvel stuff, are given like kind of the free reign to mm. make their own yeah. thing. Um, I've, I'm kind of tired of like the sterilized studio film. That's why I like Eternals. It's super weird. It's super like nerdy lore, but it's like it's cl- a Chloe Zhao type movie. It's See, more I, like a film. I That's feel like I she like didn't it. come through in that at all. I had, I had a hard time seeing her vi- vision, but I maybe maybe that's just me missing it. But this was so distinctly Sam Raimi. Like I'd rather oh, yeah. see a seven yeah, out of ten sure. that a director has like full control of an eight out of 10 that like the studio perfected to a T. Sure. Yeah. So yeah. before we move on to something else, I, my last point with this is overall movie was good. It was fun to watch. Sure. It was, you know, exciting yeah. to go watch biggest problems I had with it. And again, the problems, and I'm going to, I'm going to talk about what I liked real quick. And then you guys can chime in real quick too. biggest problems. I hate MacGuffins. I don't hate MacGuffins, but I think the story is lessened by like, a, Oh, we need to find this one thing. And that's the whole story. 
Black oh, Panther wasn't yeah. that, and Black Panther was the first comic book movie nominated for Best Picture. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Black Panther is in, in a, my top in my top five of you Marvel know, movies too. Like it's the Winter Soldier isn't that either. It's a political thriller. Where this we have a MacGuffin about the multiverse that we don't know a whole lot about. If it was maybe a little bit more intertwined, then we would have a little bit more and feeling and more care. And actually, we went but to isn't... one place in the multiverse too. Don't forget that we went to yeah. one other yeah. multi like universe. No, and they went to a couple others. I mean, they technically, floated... it didn't really feel like it. Though. It did. It didn't three, feel like they sinisters. went to that many. Yeah. Right. No. Yeah. Well, and then they busted through in that one montage, and that's what it's like. But I wanted that montage to be the whole movie. Yes, <laughs> like, where they like just fall they, through it, a bunch. It was of a MacGuffin. That's what I want. I want like fifteen minutes, and like this one, fifteen. Right. Minutes, yes, and exactly. This one, 15 that's minutes what I was picturing. One. But also, yeah. the MacGuffin didn't matter. No, because yeah. they find it and it gets absolutely shredded instantly. So I was gonna say, why do you hate crime dogs so much? <laughs> MacGuffins. Yeah, Joe. Maybe give a maybe. Let the people know what a MacGuffin is. So MacGuffin uh, is a term by uh, Alfred Hitchcock that uh, basically is the also one the bar object, at AMC, right? The bar at AMC, which is the one po- object that is being searched for in a movie. So in um, Legends, Legend, I was going to say Legends of the Hidden Temple. <laughs> I, was, I, thought you're gonna, I thought you were going to say Legends yeah. of Zelda because I've it's, been... it's the Lost Ark. Yes, Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's yeah, the yeah, Lost right. Ark. Um, it's that one thing that everybody's trying to find, which again is yeah. the same thing in Moon Knight. Um, but sure. in this case, again, it it works. But like you're going to multiverses that nobody cares about because we don't know about them. There, again, and I'm, I I think I've circled on my point, but like it never felt high stakes, right? The MacGuffin, we had to figure it out. They went to one universe, and immediately they stepped in that universe. And Mordo goes, oh, yeah, you wrote down the location, and left clues for it. Um, Cool. I will say, like, there were some things that, like, leaving the theater, I wasn't totally, like, wowed. I was like, yeah, this is cool. Like, I really enjoyed parts of it. I liked that music uh, note fight, obviously. That was yes. probably oh, that the was best bad. part of the whole movie was yeah. that. Um, very cool. But, um, like, I feel like it was fine, but I feel like on... I watched the new rock stars breakdown. And so, you know, the part where he's like resurrects him, his dead body. Mm-hmm. It was like, I was like, Oh, that felt. And she's like, use the spirits. When she said, use the spirits. I was like, Oh, that feels kind of like a narrative shortcut, like kind of cheap. But then watching the breakdown, like he can't boss points out. He can't cross without a cloak. So he used the spirits to make a cloak. I didn't even get that. I thought he was just using right. the spirits. Oh yeah. yeah. Like, I didn't realize he made like another cloak of it because he didn't have his cloak or whatever. And so it's like, I feel like there were storytelling moments that I sort of was like, what? Or like what? But I feel like on later viewings, I might appreciate a little more. And that was the same with the first Doctor Strange. I was really excited. And then was like, eh, that was okay. And then when I watch it more, I'm like, okay, I fucking love this movie. It, I, I love the first Doctor Strange. what would have made me, again, love this. I like this movie a lot. I think what would have made me about the story a little bit more is if we started to see what happened in sinister strangers universe we start to see buildings start to like disintegrate yeah. we start mm-hmm. to see things actually happen in the main continuity universe right so what like you're saying is you, you wanted more back to the future <laughs> <laughs> what Absolutely. happens to me when you talk about sports it's all coming exactly full see? yeah um now oh go ahead 
I was gonna I was gonna move us on to the next point, which is like how yeah. how it was. So let's talk about how the movie was shot. And a little we talked a little bit about Sam Raimi's style and what he put in there, but I want to talk about like how did you guys feel about this like how it looked versus the first Doctor Strange. The first Doctor Strange was very I would call it realistic in the way that like you felt like you were in the streets. You felt like you were walking through Comertage. You felt like I mean, even in the in the crazy stuff when you're having a bad trip and going through like all those dimensions, you still felt yeah. like you were in the movie. I felt like I was watching this movie. I, like, you see what I'm saying? Like, I felt like I was on the outside looking in. in. Yeah. Uh, um, I mean, I would have liked more trippiness, but I mean, Marvel movies kind of have that same look. I'm like, give me a bright, say, colorful world. I'll take it. I love it. <laughs> I liked 838. I have, I have learned to kind of turn off my such a critical eye on the cinematography on these because it is not my favorite. And because it's Zhao, mostly visual or, effects. The yeah. Eternals, I think, had the best looking movie. Yeah. And Black Panther. Yes. Those were two of the best looking movies from the Marvel. Yeah. Um, um do we want to dig into the Illuminati? I that's what I, I want to talk Joe's about. Joe's got some strong feelings. All right, I'll give you I'll give you an option. You want to talk about the horror elements or the Illuminati first? Uh, Illuminati. Let's do Illuminati. Okay. And then we'll go horror. Okay. Um before this movie, did you guys know what the Illuminati was? No. Just from the videos, you know, and like, that's my Reddit comments and you. <laughs> so a, a lot of times Jared and Kevin would shoot me a text after something crazy happened in a movie or a TV show and be like, who's X, Y, Z. Um, when I, when I jump into movies, I automatically jump into research and looking into who these characters are, how they interconnect and this and that, um, like Val showing up in Falcon and Winter Soldier. Mm -hmm. They were, <laughs> I think Kevin was like, why is Julia Louise Drivers here? Who is she? <laughs> What's uh, the I was just curious. Yeah. Um, so the Illuminati I've known about for a long, long time, right? Like, my original thought was they each represent a different faction of the Marvel Universe. You got Tony representing the humans. You got the Inhumans, the X-Men, you know, all this mm -hmm. and that. Uh, and I'm very sad they were introduced in this movie in this context. <laughs> Because it makes me feel like we're never going to get them again. I think and that's really disappointing. Well, I do think it's funny. Like, hey, yeah, you like that fan service? Yeah. Well, they're all dead. <laughs> it's just and, like in the most gruesome ways. I think John Krasinski is the biggest fan service of all time. Yeah. We had this debate. If, if this was, if they cast anyone else as Reese Richards, they are setting that actor up for failure. It would be incredibly yeah, unfair yeah. to do because I don't think there's ever been as strong of a fan like theory as John Krasinski and Emily Blunt as half of the Fantastic Four. Yeah. So it like awesome. if they weren't ever going to do a Fantastic Four, I get it. But if they, I mean, I like they're doing it. Didn't they just lose the director for it? They did. Yeah. Yeah. If 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 like Miles Teller shows back up, we're all going to be like why like what about miles morales <laughs> here's my oh god <laughs> here's my naysayer in me the fan service was a little too much when they all died immediately i think like, that that's was it. kind of a meta joke almost right it, it, was that yes. like you get this only because we're gonna kill them you it, know yeah and that came through very obviously like yeah 
I guess it contributes to that whole, I felt like I was not in the movie. I felt like I was watching the movie, right? Like, Oh, look at all these cool things. Like they, I can't believe they got Patrick Stewart to come in and, and play doctor. Like that's, that's awesome. Yeah. Right. Professor X, like this is nuts. But in that moment, like they killed them immediately and it was not difficult. <laughs> like John Krasinski literally got shredded like, like spaghetti with nothing, with nothing. And I was like, <laughs> you know, Again, it just felt low stakes. Like, oh, okay. He's All just these- too powerful, I think. And that's what I think it is, is like, they, because Feige said like she's the most powerful and that's what I think they were trying. But then it's like, yeah, you did kind of just make them all look like chumps. They <laughs> needed red shirts. Right. They, they needed red shirts like on Star Trek where, you know. Yeah. Yes. Kirk, Spock, and a random crewman go down to the planet and that dude gets wasted instantly. Uh- on top of that, they gave you three characters that you probably didn't give a shit about in right. Maria Rambeau as Captain Marvel. I like that Black one, Bolt? Black Bolt, yeah, I have no clue. That, um, but I, I, can I say... I was really the, excited about it. I watched too many new Rockstars videos, but they revealed pretty much, other than Reed Richards and uh, Black Bolt, they revealed yeah. every one of those in yeah. some way, and I'm just like, they didn't need to show any of them. They should have yeah. kept them all a secret. They should have just shown that shot of Mordo going, the Illuminati will see you now. And then we're all like, oh, the Illuminati, who's going to be on the Illuminati? And then they're all yeah. a reveal. But yeah. Like, I, they showed every scene in this movie in the trailers. I didn't watch like after trailer one or two. And honestly, that might be policy for me now because I, they usually don't do this. That's what I'm saying. Okay, is like yeah. you can usually like kind of trust. Oh, they showed a bunch of cool stuff in the trailers, so there's got to be way more cool stuff. And then I'm watching. Right. I'm like, they showed that scene. They showed they showed like every cool shot almost. Like I yeah. was that was like my big like disappointment. I was Here's like, a, oh, they really did. Another side thing about this, uh, and it plays into this too. This movie is only two hours. And I yeah. know we're so used. To, like I told, I, actually, Joe. I think I texted you when we stood up. I was like, Only? "Oh, that, that felt that right, right." It like <laughs> that felt short compared to. I mean, I sat through three and a half hours of Batman that. last time I was at the movies, right? Like, but yeah, that one was too much. I uh, know. I dehydrate myself <laughs> to go see movies. I could have used more. And, and here's my <laughs> where insane. where it comes in on runtime. And I mean, ga- again, we keep referring back to it like it's a mid season Game of Thrones episode, but like. Game of Thrones did the same thing, right? They cut it short. And I felt like if you're going to speed through like storylines, if you're going to speed through stuff, they have to play into something bigger and bigger. And it felt like we, we never got there with this, right? Like we got through a bunch of stuff and we cleaned up a bunch of like nipped a lot of buds, cleaned up a lot of loose ends. And then we just kind of ended. And then that was kind of like, all right, all right, that's it. It didn't bring in X-Men or I mean kind of the Fantastic Four, but then he got killed. But yeah, it's like it did seem like it was gonna maybe connect more to a lot of other stuff. And if you're gonna take exactly. if you're gonna take a lot of time and and tell a story with a lot of time and detail and stuff like that, I don't I don't mind how long it is. This felt like all right, we have to nip a whole bunch of buds and clean up a lot of loose ends so that we can get to the next plot point, which is this. And that plot point yeah. never came. We just cleaned up a whole bunch of stuff, got through a bunch of character development, blah, blah, blah. Wanda brings down the mountain. Boom. That's it. Hey, you know how you guys keep calling this a mid-season Game of Thrones episode? You know, like, 
Scorsese said these aren't cinema, they're theme park rides, or are they the mid-season Game of Thrones episodes of cinema? That's just what Great they point. are, and that's what we should expect. Is like next Marvel movie, just think I'm going to see a mid-season Game of Thrones episode, and then it's going to exceed your expectations. The only problem with that is it's <laughs> Thor: Love and Thunder. Which no. I'm already, already I'm already penciling that movie in to be top <laughs> oh, five. I've, it's like it has a space the because well, Thor Ragnarok's like one of my favorites. The we're in like a bit of a middling patch right now. I feel like because we're gonna have Thor, which I think will not deal with a lot of the greater mm-hmm. Marvel universe. No. We have Black Panther, which I don't have a clue how they're gonna address that. Nothing. Um, but I again, I don't think it will address the greater Marvel universe. And then we have the one that's going to be big, and that's Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania. That's yeah. yes. going to be, I think, what we all kind of wanted. What we of. wanted from this, yes. yeah, for sure. And so here's the thing, too. Sorry, Kevin, to cut you off. At this point in time, we don't have a we don't have an endpoint, right? Like Iron Man to Avengers Endgame, we had Thanos. We don't. Yeah. We don't know. I mean. Thankfully, we have Quantumanium that's going to bring in Kang. Yeah. Is Kang the big bad, or are we just now at a point in Marvel world where it's like, there's no overarching They're going to need something eventually. They can't meander like this forever. It's probably because of the pandemic. You know, it's super hard to lay all those pieces and pay them off, like, when and when you wait so long. Like, Mordo, it was supposed to be... The what they teased at the end of Doctor Strange one was like Mordo coming guy. after Strange, yeah, and they barely mentioned it. And they so just said like it they, already happened. Then yeah. it sounded yeah. like he they killed talked him. about it. But, they, it sounded like I, Mordo tried to kill Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange well, took but care I of it. I think that was probably going to be a bigger part of the second movie, and it got yeah thrown away when they put like America and Wanda and all this. In, I liked know? every fake out they did with Mordo though, where mm-hmm. we thought we were like, Oh no. And then we're yes. like, Oh yay!" And then he was bad again. Like every <laughs> fake out was perfect. I so love that use of that character. Yeah. Um, and then the last piece here, I think is the end credits, uh, the future of this, because we're, we're running on like what, like 45 minutes long on this conversation, 49 yeah. minutes. I'm going to ask my usual question, Joe, who the fuck was that? <laughs> well, it's Charlie's Theron, which yeah, big, big I knew that. blew my mind. Uh, she's playing Clea, who is the niece of Dormammu. Uh, she is the sorcerer, sorcerer in quotation, supreme of that universe, um, and will eventually become Doctor Strange's love interest. She's kind of Doctor Strange's Catwoman, right? Where you have like she's kind of bad, but maybe good, oh, yeah. but kind of bad, right. but maybe good. That's cool. Um, she is, but the Sorceress Supreme in her universe of the Dark, the Dark Universe, where where Dormammu is, which makes me think three Doctor Strange three is going to focus on Dormammu again. Which they, I'm like, do you, this do is you a think great that Dormammu's point. wife name is Dormami. Great question. Is, <laughs> is it, it Mephisto? <laughs> Gotta be. This is a great point to bring up. Dormammu dwells in the Dark Dimension. We have yes. a multiverse area. Doctor Strange can trans can can travel dimensions, but he can't travel multiple universes. What the f- what the hell is the difference between a dimension and a universe? Because now nothing. Cleo is going to be the sorcerer Supre- sorcerer supreme of a dark dimension or a dark. No, universe? they're the same thing. 
they're the same thing. So as why couldn't Doctor Strange know, dimension jump? Dimension is a universe. So why couldn't he jump? He went to the mirror dimension. He goes to the dark dimension. He goes to why can't he go? He doesn't want to go. He made a bargain with Dormammu. He doesn't want to go back to the dark dimension. Sure, but he can go. That's what I'm saying. He, is can. he can do it. He could not go to other universes before America Chavez, right? So that's I'm trying. No, he can't. No, dark dimension is another side of the dice. The multiverse is several different dice. Well, no, he went to the dark dimension in Doctor. We're getting really in the weeds. He went to the dark dimension in Doctor Strange one because it was converging on our dimension, and then he went there. He just jumped up in the air and went into it. So he didn't really travel through a portal like he did with America in these. He it was like their universe was taking over our universe. So he just went in there. Sure. But, sort of. but the mirror dimension. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck is up with the mirror dimension. <laughs> it's a, it's a mirror <laughs> I dimension. got nothing for that. I don't so, understand uh, anyway, how that works. <laughs> I felt like this took, this will be the last kind of plot point area of this. I felt like this didn't advance Dr. Strange's story nearly as much as I wanted it to, to be like, was it a sequel to Doctor Strange? Was it a sequel to Endgame? Was it a sequel to WandaVision? Was it a... I didn't know, right? It was yes. kind of a sequel to all of it, right? And so, like, now they're going to take the Doctor Strange stuff and run run with it, but I don't feel like I got enough Doctor Strange out of a Doctor Strange movie. Um, Yeah, they put some other arcs in there, too. But, I mean, they do that. That's the thing with Marvel. They always try and shove too much into these movies. 100%. And they try is and do it in their shows the, too, right? Like, yeah, yeah, and the shows too. Is this 2022's Avengers: Age of Ultron? I think it's 2022's. Oh. I was gonna say Thor: The Dark World, but I don't want to throw it that. <laughs> oh far yeah, that's out. brutal. <laughs> I think it is. I think it's. I think it's, it's, it's Age of Ultron. It 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 progresses yeah. it enough to keep the interest there, but it doesn't make a huge plot point. So I'll say this: you're coming out of this. I didn't. I don't like Joss Whedon's direction and the moment-to-moment -moment stuff. But going back to watch Age of Ultron, like before Infinity War, or maybe it was even after Infinity War. I I showed Annie everything. Um, I liked it more with the future knowledge I had. It's the only movie where you get all the Avengers yeah. in one place. Yeah, it's mm. the Act Two, and Act Two is the fun part, right? Mm. It's, right. It's yeah. the, the meat of the movie. I, everyone the villain the villain in ultron <laughs> is far more compelling than any part of this now again um excuse me wanda was maybe one of my favorite villains though wanda was one of my favorite avengers i don't think she's one of my favorite villains oh, i just want to hear villain, the rest of the story that don she's oh, telling well <laughs> boom you look for this look for but this? no i will say one last thing on wanda and arthur harrow and this is all you want in a villain is someone who's not cartoonishly villainous and you somewhat understand. And that's why I liked Arthur because I'm like, I don't agree with your views, but I understand religious zealotry. I understand motherhood and wanting to do anything for your kids. So there you go. I understand Fair. these villains. They're great. Fair. Everyone say one thing they liked about the movie. Hold on before we do that, because I do want to wrap up, but I want to talk about the horror stuff. Like I want to dedicate a little bit to, and it can be a couple sentences, but I want to go around the table. Did you like this one being Marvel's first horror movie? It, it, very loose quotations around that. 
But two, yeah. did you like horror aspects in this movie? Yes or no? And then uh, we'll go from there. So, Joe, I'm going to save it's... you for I'm going to save you for last. Sorry, yeah. you got to hold on to it. Kevin, go first. <laughs> uh, liked it. Would have loved more. Okay. Yeah. It, it leaning more into it would have made this like an eight out of ten for me. Okay, I like that answer, Luke. Um. Well. I mean, I'm like a huge horror person, so sure. it wasn't that scary. I don't even know that I'd call it horror. I, but I am not. I'm, yeah, I'm but, a well-known wimp and was not scared during this movie. So right. if that yeah, gives you a, it was not, it was very, not scary. Very light horror. Like Evil Dead is way scarier, even though it's campy in like 80s. But um, but no, I liked it. That was honestly my favorite part. Wanda's whole like attack on Comertage. Like I said, I just wanted scary dimensions i want him going into scary dimensions hopefully mm -hmm. we get that in quantum mania i think jump scares are really cheap and yes. i loved the one they did in this where they're staring at the door and then wanda appears from the side yeah. that was so absolutely fantastic yeah um which uh you know what's really scary to me is a losing time waking up and having no memory of how you have a gun in your head or how you like knocked all these people out in moon Knight. <laughs> yeah. so i'm like that was scary to me, like that psychological stuff. That's more what I look for in horror stuff. I agree. All right, Joe, lay it on us. It's Sam Raimi. It's Sam Raimi. Like, it, every feeling of this was Sam Raimi. Um, I wanted more horror, and I think we're going to get that in Werewolf by Night, which is coming out, I believe, this mm -hmm. October. Um, we're going to get, I think we're actually going to get the real horror in that TV show. Oh, what? Werewolf by Night. Never uh, heard of this. It's, I have exactly. no clue what it is either, Kevin. So Werewolf by Night is a character who is a werewolf called Werewolf by Night. And it's actually where Moon Knight first appeared. And Moon Knight appeared as a villain in this show. Oh. Um, Interesting. And I think is, if is I'm that the panel, Is that the but, panel where he says, Dracula, where's my fucking money? <laughs> <laughs> Which was truthfully the only thing I knew about Moon Knight going into the show. Yeah. Which isn't even uh, real. I think if I'm a betting man, the horror stuff will remain on Disney Plus. I don't think we're gonna get mainstream yeah. horror in movies. Yeah. And if I'm a big betting man, we get a Midnight Sun show, which is will be Moon Knight, Blade, Doctor Strange, Werewolf by Night, Black Knight, who will be Jon Snow. Um, oh, yeah. And maybe right. one other character in there. Maybe uh, Layla, Scarlet Scarab. Maybe Layla. And you get them fighting the actual supernatural horror yeah. elements of the That'd Marvel world that we really haven't seen yet, like Nightmare, like Mephisto. And yeah. that's where we're going to get the horror is down the line. But I think this was like the, the mouge bouche, the little taste of what we're going to get between yeah. this and Moon Knight. That's fair. I... Pick one, right? Are you going to make a horror film <laughs> or are you going to make this long science fiction? Science fiction. Yeah. Yeah. Pick one. I agree. Like, I think it can, you can be. You do both. Yeah, 100%. I love movies that, that no. take one genre and riff on the other. Right. But also, like, Marvel's not going to do anything. Not Marvel's not going to do a hard R unless it's, like, something like Logan, where it's, like, you know, they're not in the MCU. So it's, like, I yeah, put it on TV. And it's, like, I don't need these to be anything other than they are sometime. I don't need it to be sinister. It can be, like, light horror like we got in this. Yeah. I think you can do both, Kevin. I think you're right. And I think it goes into Luke exactly what you're saying. 
make scary dimensions, make scary multiverses, make you yeah. walk in and suddenly like it, there's no light in this world and you don't know where you're going. You don't know what's going to happen. Right? Like stuff like that. Use elements from both equally. This was 95% a Marvel movie, 5% horror, like, like a jump scare, like, uh, yeah. you know, the, her crawling out of the gong, like the grudge, right? Like that mm. kind of stuff. Uh, or the ring, sorry, not the grudge, the ring. Yeah. Um, that kind of stuff a little bit here and there, but if you only throw it in like a flavor like that, it didn't feel, I don't know. I didn't feel bought into it at all. It was gimmicky. I, yeah. I readily admit that I think it was gimmicky and that's why I wanted more. Cause it would have felt less gimmicky if it was right. Featured throughout. Right. 50, 50, um, right. Make it 50, 50, 50, 50% science fiction, 50% horror, blend them together, make it, you know, a smoothie, not a, not a salad with some croutons on top. Hey, Jared, you know what you should watch? Because I feel like it's a multiverse movie you'll like even more is everything everywhere all at once. And uh, the Russos actually produced it. They're executive producers. And it's like, yeah, I I cried at the end. It's like a fun, goofy. It's like Eternal Sunshine meets Infinity War is what I say. Like, because it's like weird indie, but then it's got like the multiversal and it's it's so good. It's better than Doctor Strange. Sorry, Sam. All right, one um, last closing sentence for for the for the movie, and we'll call it the the Marvel Cinematic Universe as a whole. Kevin, kick us off. Pizza Papa always gets paid. <laughs> Love it. You Luke. walk on red. <laughs> Luke, your closing thought on on this movie. Oh, and the did you cinema. not hear it? It's you walk on red, okay. which is what he said in eight three eight. All right. Love it, Joe. Uh, fun to watch with no major implications of a bigger universe. Does that make sense? Yeah, sure. It will not be on my rewatch list. Oh, interesting. No way. I have, which is funny because Doctor Strange 1 is definitely on my rewatch list. Like, I'll I'll toss on Doctor Strange 1. That, that to me, feels pretty good, like, the way it flows. This won't, this won't make my rewatch list. Just won't. For the Illuminati alone, it will for me. Yeah, absolutely. If we can get more Illuminati, I will be very happy. Like I said, I'm not going to hold my breath for it. I think this was, again, a little fan service throw up. And I think that I think that Kevin Feige went to Krasinski and said, listen, the fans want you. You can do this yeah. cameo. And if you feel like it, you can do more movies. We can stick with this cameo. Um, um, I'll leave my last thought as like, I think I'll like it more the more I watch it. I think I'll like it on repeat viewings. It will be on my rewatch list. Okay. Um, and then my final, my final thought before we leave us with an after credit scene. Oh, Kevin's going to say one more thing. Oh, no, I was going to say you go and then I'll, I'll wrap. I'll say. I hope that this is the gateway into Marvel horror between this and Moon Knight. I hope Midnight Suns is that end game where we have the uh these people of different universes or different movies that have supernatural elements coming together to fight a bigger threat like dracula or whatever it might be and i would love if that show is directed by a korean horror movie director like the director of the wailing or bong joon ho who directed parasite korean horror is so spine tingling horror it would that 
flip on this on a Marvel show with like Jeff's kiss be, be so good. Yeah. I'm scared I'm just, just thinking it. about it. The cinematic experience that changed my life that I will remember forever. Watching uh, Avatar in 2010. Jake Sully is back! <laughs> yes, it's Avatar 2, the way of water. Oh, oh, guys. I hate it. Oh, I hate it so God. much. It looks First like... Four. It looks like I a fucking, shiny I turd. laughed my ass off that whole trailer. Let's get the fuck out of here. Dude, I feel like I would watch Avatar just on mute. It just looks pretty. <laughs> I will say the this tra- second trailer looked identical to the first, which is a testament to how good the first looked. Right? I'm like, yeah, I don't. True. Is this new footage? I'm gonna watch it because it looks pretty, and that's it. James Cameron yeah. sucks eggs. Yes, that's all. I'm, I'm gonna end it with that. All right. Well, thank there everybody we for listening. We always appreciate it. Uh, this was a fun four way get together here. I'm sure we will be doing more of it as time goes on. Uh, we can't get away from each other, and God, we all need nerd friends in our lives. So. Look forward to more yeah. of this going on. Uh, we, we always appreciate it. For the Big Dead Energy Pod, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Big Dead Energy Pod. Uh, rate and subscribe wherever you find it. Send us an email at BigDeadEnergyPod uh, at gmail.com. Best song ever, boys. Where can they find you? Yeah, at Best Song Ever Pod on all social media. And uh, join our Discord if you go to planetant.com slash best song ever and get in there and get some great music recommendations. Yeah, uh, quick shouts. Kendrick Lamar's album's out today. Go listen to it. Oh, yeah. Love it. All right. Well, thanks so much, guys. And uh, Joe, why don't you take us out? Hey, don't go spending all that knowledge in one place. This has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast. <laughs>